Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Up Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Brown. If you're not following us already on Twitter, use us at the at symbol Heated Up Podcast, two Ps. Same thing on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, I want to appreciate everyone for the support, but I wanted to throw those in there, and I'm going to do that every single episode in the beginning instead of the end. Um, today, we are covering week three NFL. Uh, I'm going to give you all my predictions on the spreads. Last week, we went six and ten. Obviously, it was not as good as it should have been, but it was our first week uh, doing the spreads. The week prior, we did only money lines. We're sticking with the spreads, and that's how we're going to do it, 6-10 and 10 so far. So hopefully, I can do a little bit better. I'm also going to cover the MLB a American League wildcard scenario. We got the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Yankees all fighting in there, and the Athletics are technically still in the race. I'm going to give you all that and more covering baseball. Now on to football again fantasy football players i'm going to tell you who i love and who i dislike this week i will apologize for derrick henry fans as i told you i hated him and he surprisingly went off and he himself beat the seattle seahawks so that wasn't very fun to watch last week um yeah all that and more on the heated up podcast let's get ready to heat it up Alright guys, what is up? Welcome back. Uh, Happy Thursday, or Friday, or whenever you're listening to this. We are recording Thursday. Uh, It will be out as well, uh, Thursday, hopefully, Um, barring any issues. Um, Let's talk UFC. I'm going to jump into a couple of other sports, and then we'll jump into the football aspect of this pod. Um, UFC 266, that is this Saturday. Uh, the main event is Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega. These guys were supposed to fight uh, before COVID hit. Uh, Brian Ortega had uh, COVID, I believe. He was one of like the first cases uh, coming into the UFC, um, I believe. Quote, don't quote me if I'm wrong. I believe so. That was the issue. Uh, and that's when Max Holloway jumped in. Um, it's going to be a good card. Uh, you got the return of Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. These guys already fought before. Nick Diaz beat the crap out of him. Um... And Nick Diaz came out uh, earlier this week and said, I believe it was yesterday, he said uh, that he'd rather fight Kamaru Usman. Like, he thinks he deserves Kamaru Usman. And I just think that's absolutely insane. Um, but that's who he is. You know, he talks the talk, and, and sometimes he can walk the walk, man. He is a phenomenal fighter. He's always has been. He's never really been, like, that top, top guy. But, I mean, he's just like Nate Diaz. He, the same thing. You know, they talk that talk. They go out, they, they fight, they scrap, and then, you know, it's all love at the end. So they're really fun to listen to and really fun to watch a fight. So I think this will be a good fight. Uh, he got Kamaru Usman's attention, and Usman tweeted out he loves that energy. Um, I wish I loved Dave's energy sometimes, but, you know, sometimes we don't get that. Um, <laughs> uh so then also you have Curtis Blades, Jair Rosenstrike on that main event card. You have Jessica Andrade and Cynthia Calvillo. And what is the last one? Uh, Valentina Shevchenko and Lauren Murphy. The, you know, so it's it, it's a really good main card. You also have Chris Dawkins fighting on the undercard. Uh, Dan Hooker is fighting on the undercard. So, so it's going to be a pretty good card. Not the best one in the next two months. Because I think that's UFC 268. And then right behind it's 267. I mean... Both cards are phenomenal. I mean, they're stacked from the top to the bottom. Um, and they'll be fun. I'm trying to get tickets to 268. I'm not sure if I'll get them. If I do, I'll obviously keep the podcast updated. Um, and we'll do like a whole special on UFC 268 if we can get there. I'll probably have all the guys on. Maybe just talk about the the, uh, the fights. Um, but let's jump into baseball. Um, I know a lot of people are 
you know, Red Sox and Yankees fans around that are listening to this pod. Um, so it's it's tough because as a Yankees fan, um, watching this team go through ups and go through downs all year, it's it's hard to say that they're the odd man out in the American League wild card. But the fact of the matter is they are, and that is because the end of the schedule. So let's just read off the guys that are you know battling for it. I believe Tampa Bay already clinched the American League East. Um, or no, they didn't. They are let's see, uh, what what six games ahead of the Red Sox. So the Red Sox could technically get it, but like Tampa's got who do they got left? Who does Tampa got? Uh, Tampa ends off with. Uh, the Marlins, the Astros, and then the Yankees. So, I mean, you know, they could lose all those games, but I doubt it. Tampa's very good. They just beat Toronto. Um, and so I don't believe that Tampa's going to, you know, miss out on the AL East. Um, so then you got the Red Sox. The Red Sox go into, uh, they have the day off today, and then they head back home where they play the New York Yankees. Uh, and then they have the Orioles and Nationals. And in my opinion, the Red Sox are going to be in the you know the wild card spot. I think that the, with the way they played at the end of the year, um, as for the Yankees, you know, slumping it out, um, I think that they're going to they're going to get there. Okay, um, you know, they could lose three in a row to the Yankees, and then the Yankees have a, a game ahead of them. I just don't see it happening. I think maybe the Yankees could take two out of three, um, but it all depends. It all depends on you know how how, how the Red Sox play and how the Yankees play. But I, I can't give you. A, an estimate on those games. I'm just going to tell you that I think the Red Sox can get in. The issue is Toronto's schedule is very, very, very weak. They have the Twins, four games against the Twins. They start today. Four games against the Twins, then they follow up and play the Yankees, and then the Orioles. I feel like Toronto can sneak in. I think the Toronto can get ahead of the Yankees and sneak in. I think the Yankees need, need, need to win. Every single game. They need to pretty much, if the Yankees want to get in, I think out of the nine games left, I think the Yankees have to win seven. I think they have to win seven games to hope they can get into the wild card. I don't see another way they can get in. I just don't. And it's hard because they've they've, they've clutched it up. They've been winning a couple in a row. But it's not good enough, you know. It's not good enough to where it's like, you know, they're fighting, you know, they're not fighting hard enough to get in. You know, for a while they were just kind of floating around, you know, you know, not not putting their heart into the fight, you know. And and I'm afraid that they're not they're not gonna come out victorious and, and get to the wild card. If they get to the wild card game, I think they have a solid lineup. You're gonna go Cole, for sure. Um, you're gonna throw Nestor Cortez in that game, you could throw Severino in that game, and you can end it with Chapman or Loazaga, or whoever, however you want to do it, I think they can get there. The issue is they got to get to the wild card. They got to get there. And the only way to do that is these guys have to play great. Um, I don't know if that happens. I think Toronto and Boston have such an easy schedule to where it's worrying me. But you never know. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But that is my analysis on the American League wild card race. Um... I'm not looking at any other, I'm not looking at the, you know, National League. I don't care. I don't. I care about my team and where they're at. And unfortunately, a half a game ahead of Toronto is not good enough. And I don't know if we have the the season tiebreaker with Toronto. I know we don't with Boston. I mean, they got smacked like six games in a row against Boston in the beginning of the season. So, you know, 
it's tough. It's going to be a tough one, but, you know, the Yankees can do it. They just got to put their hearts into it. And uh, that's that for uh, my baseball take. Um, let's get a quick break. I know I wasn't talking for long, but let's get a quick break. Uh, jump into football next. Let's do my predictions. I haven't really thought them through. I have a lot of bets this week, so I'm going to pretty much piggyback those. But let's go through each game. I'll talk about them, and uh, we will get our predictions. Six and ten last week. Um, I am very determined and eager to fix that and get a positive record. Let's go perfect. Let's do it. Uh, Right back when we get on the uh, Heated Up podcast. All righty, guys. Welcome back from the break. Um, Week three, NFL. I think there's a lot of fun games out there. I think that... um, a lot of fans are very excited on what's going on this week with football. I mean, you got the Bucks and Rams. What a game that's going to be. That's my favorite of the week. That's the game I'm going to have my eyes on the most. Um, but we start Thursday, Carolina and the Texans. I know last podcast I said Texans plus 7.5. Um, I was wrong. I already had a bet placed. I do have Carolina minus 7.5. The spread now is 8. That's what I'm talking. I'm talking 8. I have Carolina minus 8 on the pod. That is my final answer. Carolina minus 8. Davis Mills does not interest me. Sam Donald doesn't interest me, but I think Sam Donald is way better than Davis Mills. Give me Carolina minus 8. Christian McCaffrey to pop off two touchdowns. Next, let's jump into Arizona. Arizona minus 7.5. Trevor Lawrence will never get another bet with me um, unless he's like plus 300 against the team. Uh, I'm not high on Trevor Lawrence this year. I was earlier in the year, just not anymore. Trevor Lawrence hasn't shown me that he is uh, that guy that can lead his team to a win, um, pretty much. Um, (laughs) Cardinals minus 7.5 I think is easy. I love that. Uh, Kyler Murray has been unstoppable this year. Um, I'm not worried about the Cardinals covering this. Um, you know, D Hop's caught a touchdown in both games. Um, Rondell Moore has been and popping off. AJ Green's been lighting it up. Same thing with Christian Kirk. I mean, all these guys are just, you know, reliable receivers enough where I'm confident in a Cardinals minus seven for sure. Definitely give me that. Uh, we got Falcons plus three. The Giants. They're a weird team, man. They are weird. Same thing with the Washington football team, which I'll get into. You know, they're a weird, weird team where it's like they look really bad one week, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they know how to play football. They just didn't last week. It's weird. And same thing with the Falcons, man. The Falcons look like an offensive juggernaut. I mean, Cordell Patterson coming out of nowhere and and lighting it up. What kind of stuff is that, you know? Um, With that being said, I can't put my faith in Saquon or Daniel Jones. So I'm going to have to, have to, have to give the points to the Falcons plus three. Um, Kyle Pitts, I'm hoping, has a you know a light-up game, as he should be. But definitely Falcons plus three. I think they have a lot more offensive weapons than the Giants. Um, and considering their quarterback's Matt Ryan, uh, I have a lot more confidence in him than I have with Daniel Jones. Moving on, Ravens. Ravens looked really good on Sunday night, huh? They they really look good. Um and Detroit on Monday, you know, they were close in the beginning and then just, just stunk at the end. Um, give me Baltimore minus eight. I don't think there's any explanation on that one. Uh, if you're putting your money onto the Lions, um, I give you a nice prayer. 
Um, Jared Goff is not that good. Uh, the running back situation there, it's like, do you start Jamal Williams? Do you start DeAndre Swift? You know, who's going to play good, you know? Um, TJ Hawkinson, though, for sure, is a great, great tight end. And I keep saying it every week that I'm confident in TJ Hawkinson to get, like, six, seven catches a week. Um, but, yeah, give me uh, give me the Ravens minus eight. I think Detroit's going to have to throw the ball because they're going to have to catch up with points. And Baltimore's looked really good, even though their secondary was absolutely shot last week. Uh, with injuries, they still, you know, contain Tyreek Hill and contain some of those receivers. So give me the Ravens minus eight for sure. Um, Bears. Justin Fields is starting um, against the Browns. Uh, no Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's out with an injury. Rookie Justin Fields making his first NFL start. Um, you know, he, he's starting away at, in Cleveland. Um, and there's no better city to do it in than a city that hasn't had a real good quarterback uh, ever since Otto Graham. I believe that was the guy that was there. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't have trust in Baker Mayfield. I think that they have a really good, you know, running offense, but I'm just not confident that they'll be able to do a lot of that against the Bears. So give me the Bears plus seven. Justin Fields, I'm rolling with you, former Buckeye. Uh, I'm confident in his ability to make plays outside the pocket uh, when he's getting, you know, rushed after by Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. Um, I'm confident in the in the Bears this week. Give me the Bears plus seven. Hey, don't be surprised, you know, a Bears sneaky money line win. Uh, they they I think Justin Fields is going to show that he he deserves to be the starter there, and he's telling Andy Dalton, hey, w- when you get back, buddy, you, you're going to the back of the line. You're not even staying number two. You're going back behind Nick Foles because because he's going to light it up. And I'm confident in Justin Fields. Uh, Bears plus seven for sure. Uh, Moving on, Steelers. This line has moved. This line, I believe, was at like four and a half at one point. I believe I took it at four and a half. Um, Yeah, because I have a seven-point teaser here. Yeah, because I have the Bengals in a teaser. Um, This line has moved uh, tremendously. Um, And I'm not sure if the issue is Big Ben. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, that, you know, I, I saw a report today that the, the Steelers should call uh, should call Cam Newton. And, and imagine that. Imagine Cam Newton playing for the black and yellow, you know, Pittsburgh. That that would be funny. That would be something to watch. Um, Pittsburgh has a lot of injuries. Big Ben might not play. Um, if he does, I think it's a steal at minus three. Um, if he doesn't, I think the Bengals still aren't that good. Um, they got me week one, week two. They didn't get me, you know. Um if I had to guess on a bet, uh, there's TJ Watts questionable, Big Ben's questionable. I still like the Steelers. You know, it doesn't matter who their quarterback is as long as he's not getting his head bashed in by Miles Garrett. Um, give me the Steelers minus three. That's a solid one. Solid one to feed off of. You know, especially if Big Ben plays, I think that's a solid one. Uh, Titans minus five. Do the Colts drop to 0-3? Does anybody think that can happen? I think so. I think the Titans are good enough to keep them, you know, win this game by six. Um, the Colts haven't impressed me. Carson Wentz, it's like, is he playing? Is he not? You know, it's, you know, it's, you're not sure what's going on there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's still not back. Uh, Paris Campbell's still injured. So, I mean, your best guy um, right now at receiver is Zach Pascal. Um, and that's not really a good number one receiver. So I think the Titans, this is their game to show that they're, you know, they mean business and week one wasn't really who they were. Last week, they looked really good against the Seahawks. I'm confident in the Titans minus five. For sure. That's on one of my uh, lock bets. Uh, 
I'll read off my lock bets for this week. I have two parlays and then two straight bets of my locks, my locks of the week. Okay, we'll get those at the end. Um, one of the lock bets: Chiefs. Chiefs minus six and a half. Um, I think that spread is low. Um, Justin Herbert can score the ball, but it's tough. It's tough, it's tough, it's tough because I love Kansas City. You're never going to see me bet against Kansas City, especially on a spread. Kansas City minus 6.5. I told you they could go undefeated. Last week, I don't even consider. That was unbelievable, especially way to end the game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I hate him. Should be ashamed of himself. Chiefs minus 6.5. I think they roll the Chargers. Come back, you know, they're aggravated at losing against the, you know, the Ravens by running the ball. I don't think the Chargers have the best running offense. Uh, Austin Eckler is more of a pass back and Joshua Kelly and uh, oh, who's the other guy back there? I can't even remember. Um, but whatever. Give me give me the uh, give me the Chiefs minus six and a half for sure. Lock that in. Um, uh, this one's gonna aggravate a lot of people. Saints plus three against the Pats. I don't like Mac Jones. If you listen to last pod, you know that I don't like Mac Jones. But I also don't like Jameis Winston. I think this one uh, is very close, a more defensive game. Um, with that being said, I don't really want to get into it because I, I know I went off on Mac Jones. Sorry, Zach Wilson too. Um, I I like the Saints plus three. Give me the Saints plus three uh, away in Foxborough. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm gonna read off just one stat though, real quick. Uh, Mac Jones, 51 for 69, 467 yards, one touchdown, okay? No picks, you know, not a bad passer rating. Uh, he stinks, sorry. 18 incompletions, you know what those were. Those were probably him throwing the ball, check down, and a guy on the defensive line hitting it down. I don't like him, he stinks. All right, moving on. Um, Bills, Bills, this line has moved too. I think this game is like 9.5 at one point. Um the Bills, I'm not sure what type of injuries the Bills are uh, experiencing or why this line movement would just, you know, flip. Um, or a lot of people must have been betting on Washington. A lot of people have high hopes for Washington. I don't. Taylor Heineke is not going to get me to bet against Josh Allen, who at one point last year was MVP considerations. Give me the Bills minus 7.5. I think that's uh, a great bet, a great uh, value bet at how many points they originally opened up at and what they are at now. I love the Bills, minus 7.5, especially at home. Um, I believe we are moving on to the 4 o'clock games. First one, Dolphins. I'm not giving them their own segment. Two is out. Tua Tungavailoa is out with broken ribs. Um, that is... I'm not going to get into it. Um, I saw a stat, actually, that I do want to read. I don't like Jacoby Brissett. I really don't. I'm not confident in him, and I said it, I believe, last pod, that the only time he should ever be out there is when he, you know, is, is running the ball up the middle um, on a first and one or whatever, you know, or, or a fourth and one. Um, but let's talk right now. A.J. Epinesa is the guy that uh, injured uh, to his ribs, okay? A.J. Epinesa ran a 10-yard split of 1.79 at the combine during his 40. In a straight line against air, in shorts, in a t-shirt, okay? Think that in mind. 1.79, straight line 40. You know, he wasn't wearing pads or anything. Uh, he ran 10 yards in the arc through Jesse Davis's block, okay? Right tackle, Jesse Davis. In pads, and he hit Tua in 1.97 seconds. So you're telling me 
Jesse Davis is there to block. He's there to block and protect Tua. And all his block did, or attempted block, or whatever you want to call it. If you haven't seen the play, go look it up and then come back. All his block did was slow down AJ Epinesa 0.16 seconds. I don't even have words. I, I truly, I truly don't have words for how uh, just inept he is. Like, what are you doing, man? I saw that tweet. I had to quote tweet it. I had to see it. You know, if you watch the play. Look at this. He doesn't even touch him. I mean, he doesn't even touch him. He doesn't even touch him. Unbelievable. Give me the Raiders minus four. Till Tua comes back, I'm not betting on them. All right. All right. And we are going from bad to worse. Jets plus ten and a half. Denver Broncos. I think this one's going to surprise some people. Um, the Broncos played very well last week against the Jaguars. Um, even though I think the Jaguars are better than the Jets, ten and a half. I gotta go with the Jets. Like I have to. Like that's so many points. And as much as I hate Zach Wilson and I hate it, I think that Zach Wilson actually has a good game. Like the Jets, there was one year. The Jets played the Cowboys, and it was like so many points. The Jets like were dogs, I think, and I think they straight up won that game. And it's like I feel like that is this game. Like I feel like this is the game the Jets are like, okay, we can play football now. You know, everybody thinks we suck. We know we suck, but let's go out there and play like you know Pro Bowlers. Um, Jets plus ten and a half. I love, I love that bet. I hate Zach Wilson. I hate everything about this team. But I can't give up those points. I don't know if they win. I don't think they win. Um, but 10.5 is so much for the Broncos. It's like so much. That's so many points. Give me the Jets plus 10.5. Um, Seahawks minus 1.5. I know I've been going back and forth with this one. I don't like the Vikings still. Like last week did not make me be like, oh, I'm a Vikings believer again. I'm not. Vikings just disgust me. Um, you lose an OT to the Bengals week one, then you come out week two against Arizona and you light it up like you know how to play football. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it, Kirk Cousins. I'm not buying what you're selling, all right? Give me the Seahawks minus one and a half. I think Tyler Lockett's going to have a monster game again. He's always open. He's like Devontae Adams. I don't understand it. Give me the Seahawks minus one and a half. And then on to another one and a half. Bucks Rams. I'm gonna give take the away team again. Give me the Bucks minus one and a half. I love, love, love Matt Stafford. As you know, everyone that's listening to this podcast, I'm very high on him. But it's Tom Brady, man, and I bet against Tom Brady one time, uh, and it was a Super Bowl last year. And I told myself I will never ever bet against Tom Brady again. Okay, Buccaneers minus one and a half. Give me it away. I think they have a monster game again. I think it's gonna be a shootout. If you want to bet something, bet on the over. I think it's gonna be. Monster points. Antonio Brown is out, or, or questionable. He has COVID, so I mean he's not going to get negative results in three days. If he does, it's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, give me the Buccaneers. I love that bet. I love them. Um, solid pick. I like the. Uh, I like them a lot. Um, and with another team I like a lot, my next two picks. Actually, the last four games I just did, or the last four games I'm going to cover: Seahawks, Bucks, uh, the Packers game, and the Cowboys game, are my favorite bets of the week. 
Um, I have two other ones, but those are one, some of my best, you know, favorite ones of the week. We only have four, two, three, four o'clock games this week. Interesting. I just noticed that. Um, but we have two great ones, Seahawks, Vikings, Bucks, Rams, and those are going to be two good games. Um, Sunday night football, Packers, 49ers. It says three and a half on here. It's three on my book. So we're going Packers plus three um, as my lock of the week. Solid, solid lock of the week. I'm taking Packers money line this week. Um... I don't like I don't like San Fran. I don't know why so many people like San Fran this year. I don't. I really don't. Um, I know they like played good against the Eagles, you know the Lions. They didn't play good teams and they looked mediocre week two. Um, the Packers, I know they got smacked week one and, and week two. It was like you know, you know they 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 looked all right. You know they were they were losing at halftime and then they came back and clutched at the end. But I'm so confident in Aaron Rodgers, especially. On the road in San Fran, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to shine. Uh, isn't Aaron Rodgers from there? He used to go to California or UCAL, whatever you call it over there. I know the Bears, he went to that college. So he's from that area. He's going to light it up. I wonder if Danica Patrick will be in the uh, crowd. But give me Aaron Rodgers' money line, but I'm taking plus three and a half. Give me the points. It's easy. It's solid work. And uh, to close out the segment, Cowboys-Eagles, I think the Cowboys minus four is a lock i mean they're at home they looked really well against tampa bay last week they looked really well again um you know i'm confident that against the eagles you know an nfc east matchup big one in dallas give me dallas minus four i love that bet i'm confident in them i'm confident in dak prescott to exploit this uh this eagles secondary I like that bet. I like that. And to, uh, you know, it's one of my favorite ones of the week. My favorite bets, I got I got a two-teamer, one o'clock games, Cardinals minus seven and a half, Chiefs minus six and a half. Um, I have another two-teamer for four o'clock games, Seahawks and Bucks money line. Love those. I got a Packers money line bet, and I got a Cowboys minus four straight bet. Um, I'm confident in those. Let me throw also, I know I said I was going to talk college football. I'm gonna throw my teaser out there. Anyone that watches college football, I'd love for you to get your. I'd love to get your uh, perspective on this one. I got Utah State plus 22. I got Notre Dame plus 19. I got Texas Tech plus 20 and a half. I got Washington State minus tw- plus 27 and a half. I got Clemson plus three. I got Baylor plus 20. I got Florida State plus 15. I hate Florida State. Arkansas plus 18. Auburn minus 14 and Kansas State plus 19. It's a 13 uh, 13 point teaser. Uh, I forget what they call it. Like sweet something. Uh, I like those bets. Solid bets. I can't remember who they face. I'd have to look it up on my thing. Um, But I'm confident in those bets too. I also have some UFC bets. I got Alexander Volkanovsky to win. Valentina Shevchenko to TKO. And Nick Diaz straight up win. Curtis Blades, Jessica Andrade. uh, uh, Merib Devalshivili. That's a hard one to do. Um, Dan Hooker, all by decision. And Chris Dock is a TKO. I'm waiting for those lines to come out on my book. I'm going to place those bets. But I'm confident in those. So we've got a lot of games uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, a lot of games. Red Sox, Yankees on Friday. College football, UFC on Saturday. Uh, more football, NFL on Sunday and Monday. I mean, what a great time to be a sports fan. I mean, it's great. Love my life. Um, but let's jump into another break. We're at the 19-minute mark in this segment. Um, 
let me talk about fantasy. Fantasy players I love this week. Fantasy players I hate this week. I don't know if I'm so much going to go game by game, but I'll give you my top five guys I love, top five guys I hate, and we will get back into it back on the Heated Up podcast. Welcome back, guys, from the break. Uh, welcome to the new segment. This is a new segment I'm going to have. It is going to be strictly uh, fantasy guys I love and fantasy guys I hate. Uh, I'm going to do seven per week. I'm going to do one game from the Thursday, one guy from the Thursday game, uh, a guy from Sunday, a guy from Monday, two from one o'clock games, and two from four o'clock games. Guys that I love and guys that I hate. So, with that being said, let's jump into Thursday's game. Uh, Thursday's game is Carolina and the Texans. You heard that I am going with Carolina. Uh, I am very, very confident this game that Christian McCaffrey, and I know that's a sellout pick, uh, the best running back in the league, um, but obviously I feel that Christian McCaffrey is going to have a phenomenal game. Uh, give it two touchdowns, I think. I think that he's going to be the reason that this team wins, um, not just because Davis Mills or Davis Mills, whatever his name is, however you pronounce it. Uh, is bad and he's not going to keep up with them on offense but I think that Carolina is going to be able to run the ball being up so many points Um, and obviously with a guy I hate this game I'm not too fond of um, Dan Arnold um, tight end Carolina Um, I'm not confident in his abilities uh, this week I know he's fourth on the team in receiving yards Uh, I'm just not confident in his ability to uh, get the ball especially when I believe that they will be up a lot um, I think that if you know you're going to throw the ball, you're going to throw down check downs to Christian McCaffrey, or you're going to throw the ball to DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, those guys. I feel like it would be hard for Dan Arnold to actually have a big game, uh, considering that they are going to be running the ball most of this game um, because they're going to be up by so much early. I truly believe Carolina is going to blow out the Texans, and that's my prediction on the guys I love and hate on Thursday. Uh, let's jump into Sunday's 1 o'clock games. Now, there's a bunch of games on Sunday at 1 that I could put in the spot. I mean, I could go to the Ravens. Uh, I could go, you know, somebody on the Falcons. I'm going to stick with a defense. Let's give a defense. Um, and it's funny that I'm going to say this defense because this is a team that I always trash talk. Uh, the New England Patriots defense, I think, is going to have a phenomenal game. I think that Jameis Winston was overhyped after week one. I apologize to him. I have since taken back that apology. Uh, he has done nothing week two. Um, that showed me that he was good. Um, he showed me that uh, he stinks, um, which I believed he did early in the season. Um, well, before the season. Um, I never had uh, confidence in him or the Saints. Um, and it's funny because a guy I also hate in 1 o'clock games is in the same game. Um, but I will get back to him when I go to the hated guys. So Patriots defense, I think, is going to have a good game. I think that Jameis Winston is going to have a couple of interceptions, maybe a couple of pick sixes, uh, force fumble maybe. Um, I'm not confident in the Saints in this one. Um, So let's go to another guy I love. And that guy is playing in the Titans and Colts game. Give me Derrick Henry to have another great game. Uh, I loved what I saw week two. Week one, we struggled against Arizona. Week two, lit it up against uh, Seattle. Um, I'm confident in Derrick Henry. I know I was down in him last week, a guy I hated. And I didn't think they were going to run the ball much. I thought they were going to have to throw because they were catching up. Uh, they ran the ball a lot, and I believe that they found out that Derrick Henry, again, is still the best running back in the league, pure running back. Um, and he was able to catch the ball out the backfield last week. I think he had like five or six catches. Um, really good outing by Derrick Henry. I love Derrick Henry in PPR this week. Um, 
I think he's a top five back again this week, and I, I think he could get up there in the top three again um, and maybe even lead the pack. Um, so that's the guy I love. Now let's go back to hate. Hate guys in the 1 o'clock games. I hate Alvin Kamara. I think that he struggled really early on this year. Um, he only has 88 yards through two games. It's 44 yards average per game. I'm really low on him. Uh, he struggled as well as many other running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, um, you know, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Gibson. A lot of these running backs have struggled, and I think Alvin Kamara will continue that, while some of the other ones, Zeke, I think, is going to have a phenomenal game. Um, we'll get back into that after when we cover the Dallas game. But I really am, you know, I'm not high on Alvin Kamara. I think he's going to struggle, and it's not going to be a pretty game for the Saints. I think it's going to be a really good win for the Patriots. But I do think the Saints will cover because I don't feel confident Mac Jones can get those points that'll you know really extend them from San, uh, the Saints. And another guy I hate, and this is a player, I hate Mike Davis this week. I think that Cordero Patterson has established himself in this running back, you know, duo, trio, whatever you want to call it, whatever they have out there. Uh, I'm not confident in uh, Mike Davis to really take, uh, you know, starting back again. Uh, Cordero Patterson had seven carries last week, and I believe Mike Davis had nine. I think it's very close. Cordero Patterson catch out the backfield. It reminds me of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman back in the day when they would kind of split carries. I'm confident Cordero Patterson will have a better game than last week. Uh, and last week he really shined out, to be honest. So I'm very excited to see Cordero Patterson showing me that Mike Davis is not the number one guy there in Atlanta. Uh, coming in at the 4 o'clock games, love him, hate him. I love Tyler Lockett. Um, and I'll give it to DK Metcalf too. I think both of them have a really good game against the Vikings. Um, I think that they're going to have a lot of those plays again where it's like they're wide open downfield. Ty Loggett's had two of them this year, I believe. I think he might have three, to be honest. Where it's like they run a route where it's like the DBs just cannot find them. And it's it's worrisome for teams when you go against the Saint, uh, Seahawks. But when you go up against... You know, guys like DK Metcalf who are so fast, it's hard to do. And it's like Tyler Lockett's doing those plays. So it really makes you wonder what kind of either plays or broken coverages these defenses or the Seahawks are running. Um, let's jump into my second guy I love. I love all Buccaneers and Rams receivers. I think this game is going to be an absolute shootout. I think it's going to be such a fun game to watch. I think Tom Brady and Matt Stafford are really going to try to outdo each other. And I think that this game is going to be like a high 30s, low 40s kind of game. I mean, an absolute shootout. No Antonio Brown, so I take him off the list. Um, I love the receivers in these games. I think it's going to be such a fun game. And with that, the two players I hate... Um, first, let's do defenses. Defense, I hate the Bucks and Rams defense. I think everybody should know not to start the Bucks and Rams. Again, it's going to be a shootout game, uh, and I'm worried for those defenses. And a guy I hate as well, I'm just going to do the whole offense, the Miami Dolphins offense. Um, without Tua, with Jacoby Brissett throwing, I'm not confident in any Dolphins player in fantasy at all. Um, and that's coming from a Dolphins fan. I'm not confident whatsoever. The line did not move when Tua went out. Uh, it didn't move. It was at four. It stayed at four. And I'm surprised at that because I believe this game should be like a seven-point game. I think the Raiders are really good. And I think if you have you know a lock, you want to go Raiders. Um, I also love the Raiders' offense. Um, but let's just stay 
you know, Dolphins, I absolutely hate their offense. Even the run defense, too, man, has been, you know, awful this year. So maybe Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake can have great games. You know, it was a little sneaky. Love them out there. Uh, moving on, Packers, 49ers. Aaron Rodgers, I believe, showed that he's still that bad, man. Um, so give me any Packers receivers. I think the 49ers secondary is chalked. No Jason Verrett. Um, they've had a couple of injuries over there. Um, and I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, um, both teams, because I think this is going to be a high-scoring game as well. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how the 49ers respond to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers lit it up at the end of that game on Monday night. So I'm very confident in Aaron Rodgers this week. Um, so give me Aaron Rodgers, the whole Packers offense. And with that pick, i got to have a hate him guy in this game. I absolutely hate Debo Samuel. I don't know why, but I'm really like, I don't know. I'm like just not into him this week. I feel like he's a guy that's a boomer bust, and I feel like he's not going to be able to boom um, this week. It's going to be weird to say because I feel like I could be wrong on this one. This could be the only one that I'm not confident on. Um, Debo Samuel could absolutely light it up at one point, um, but I just don't have the confidence enough to pick him as a guy I like or even a mediocre guy. Um, I don't think any of the running backs in this game will do good, maybe besides Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones, obviously a pass catcher, backfield uh, type of running back, uh, is going to have a good game. Uh, just like last week, we had four touchdowns. Uh, absolutely insane. But uh, like Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, guys, stay away from them. Absolutely stay away. I'm not confident the 49ers can run this ball. I'm so high on Green Bay. Um, and I feel like that's how it should be. I'm surprised this spread is minus 3.5 or minus 4, wherever you got it, 49ers way. Um, but yeah, Green Bay, I think, is going to have an absolute monster game. And to end off the segment, Eagles, Cowboys, a fun one. I feel like this is another fun. Like I feel like the matchups this week are very fun. We got a lot of them that I'm really excited to watch. A guy I love, and I'm gonna say it, and you can prove me wrong. This can be like my Derrick Henry incorrect pick last week. Ezekiel Elliott, I think, is gonna have. Let's go 95 plus yards, two touchdowns. I think that he's going to have an absolute monster game. I feel like he's listening to all the people saying, you know, Tony Pollard, pretty good. Tony Pollard's playing better than him. I love Zeke, man. I love Zeke, former Ohio State Buckeye. I feel like Zeke's going to have an absolute monster game. Um, and I think this is going to be a close one. I think Zeke's touchdowns are going to matter. And every time he touches the ball, it's going to really make a difference. So give me Zeke as the guy I love, guy I hate. Devontae Smith, back-to-back -back weeks. I think he's going to have a absolute stinker. Week one, he had an all right week. He had a touchdown. I'm confident in him to you know pick it up at midway through the season. But I think against the Dallas Cowboys, he's going to struggle, man. And, and I really feel like it's going to have to be you know dealt with by the running backs. I feel like this is going to be a heavy run game, run, run, run. Uh, I don't think a lot of scoring. I think it's going to be a very close one. Give me Zeke as my guy I love. And Devontae Smith is a guy I hate. Um... And with that, I believe we've covered pretty much every topic I wanted to cover. Um, I know I talked about Lamar Jackson um, missing the uh, you know, practice. They're coming up. They're saying that it's only a stomach bug now. Um, but that's funny that they said that because I believe it was Ian Rappaport tweeted that the reason he was hurt is because of his, his hip when he flipped in the end zone. So I don't know if that was banter or what, but... Uh, He's a jackass for that. So, um, 
Uh, I don't believe any other news has dropped. Uh, you know, two is not going to be in this week. No Andy Dalton. Carson Wentz is still, you know, questionable. So I think it's going to be a very fun week. I'm very excited to see, and I hope all my predictions are right. I hope I can come back here on Tuesday and tell all you guys that I, my picks were correct. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for the episode. Follow us on uh, Heated Up Podcast at Heated Up Podcast 2 P's um, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those social media links. Um, and I will catch you guys next time. I appreciate the listen, and I hope you guys have a great day. 